politics, sports, movies. You are listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Good afternoon, everybody uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. And if you're watching now or listening on the audio podcast feed later, welcome. Uh, before I get started, just a couple of uh, items. If you do hear some birds in the background, uh, they shouldn't be too loud. Um, I'm on vacation with my family this week. Uh, so um, recording from uh, a balcony outside our room. So wanted to not miss an episode of the podcast. And also I was very excited to talk about the film uh, that we are uh, that I'm going to be talking about today, which is Judas and the Black Messiah. Obviously the Oscar nominations came out uh, yesterday. So want to talk about a couple things before I get into the review of the movie. So let's start with the Oscar nominations. Um, I haven't seen a lot of the Oscar nominated films, but I definitely have an opinion on two specific subjects regarding nominations. So let me start with Delroy Lindo, um, who was in The Five Bloods, which uh, I posted an episode about when the movie came out and reviewed it and indicated that his performance is one of the best of the year. Uh, he was snubbed by a lot of the other awards, and unfortunately he did not receive an Oscar nomination for this film, and I don't understand why. Uh, I think it's uh, ridiculous. It's one of the five best performances of the year. Uh, sometimes it makes me wonder why they can't add a couple of more nominees other than the top five in the acting categories. Uh, but rather than make my argument for Delroy Lindo ad nauseum, uh, if you're listening to this podcast or if you listen to the episode, I would recommend one, if you have not seen Spike Lee's The Five Bloods, I would highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's a Netflix film, so you could watch it right now. Check it out and you won't be disappointed. One of his better films in a long time and Delroy Lindo's one of his best performances. So definitely check out that movie. Um, that's my best endorsement of his performance and the fact that he should have gotten an Oscar nomination. Second thing, going into the review of Judas and the Black Messiah. So obviously the movie stars Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Lakeith Stanfield. So um, kind of not a controversy, but I guess more puzzling aspect of it is uh, both Daniel Kaluuya and uh Lakeith Stanfield were nominated for Oscars, which is fantastic, uh, both deserving, uh, and as I get into the review, I'll talk about their performances, but Lakeith Stanfield in particular was also nominated, or they were both nominated in the Best Supporting Actor category. Uh, I don't understand that. Uh, I do think, in my opinion, uh, many people may differ uh, that have seen the film, but in watching the film, I do think Lakeith Stanfield is the lead performance in that film. I think you, you, you see the film kind of through his eyes, uh, his, his journey, and like I said, I'll talk more about that in the review. So to me, that lends itself to a lead performance. Now, I understand that you can make the argument maybe that they were co-leads, uh, you know, Daniel Kaluuya playing Fred Hampton, the Black Panther leader, uh, but I do think that Stanfield gave a lead performance and should have been in the lead actor category. Uh, but that being said, some people might say that's a quibble, but again, I don't, I don't get it, but uh, I'm glad they were both nominated. So the, the nominations and the Oscars were always kind of weird sometimes, and obviously there's always going to be people that are snubbed, as I was reading it this morning. It looks like uh, Regina King uh, did not get a Best Director nomination for One Night in Miami, which is unfortunate because that's one of the best movies of the year as well. Uh, so I reviewed it on this podcast, so I would highly recommend that film, which is also on Amazon Prime, so you can watch that now as well. I'm going to try to watch some of the other films uh, that have been nominated. I still have to see Promising Young Woman, um, uh, Sound of Metal, uh, some of the other nominees uh, that uh, were uh, were uh, honored with nominees for the uh, Academy Awards. So I'll try to check those out and possibly review them for podcast as well. 
So uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, thanks for coming back. If you're a new listener, uh, this is a podcast about three distinct subjects. I usually talk either politics, sports, and movies. Recently, it's been heavily skewed towards movies. Uh, I did do an NFL podcast two episodes back. Uh, politics, uh, I haven't really had a appetite for doing it, but I think I found uh, a political topic that I may touch on and do a full episode uh, in the next couple of episodes. So look out for that as well. And uh, as you can see, I'm doing a live video here of the podcast, uh, of the podcast episode. This will be on the audio feed later if you're not watching now. Uh, but you can also, uh, if you can, subscribe to the YouTube page, which is under Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. The Facebook page, if you're watching it here, I'm doing it on my personal Facebook. But the Facebook page is Let Me Bend Your Ear. Uh, the podcast is available on most podcasting platforms, but you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and Amazon Music, or wherever you get podcasts. The website for the show is www.letmebendyourear.com. The email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com if you want to um, email the show or if you have any suggestions or comments about the show. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts, I would ask if you rate and review, that'd be great. Uh, if you can give it a five-star review, if you liked it, that'd be great. Uh, that is a easy way you can help independent podcasters like myself or anyone that you enjoy uh, have their podcast have a higher profile in the search engines if they're looking for, for people looking for new podcasts. The other thing I would also ask to do, if you see any of my postings on social media, please uh uh, share them or like them. Um, that's uh, another good way, believe it or not, a really easy way you can help other people reach out and discover uh, this podcast or any other ones that they enjoy. Uh, my twit my handle on Twitter is at Bend Your Ear Pod. That's also the handle for Instagram at Bend Your Ear Pod. So like I said, like and follow me there as well. I would appreciate all of that if you could. Thanks. All right, so let's get into my review. So my review is of Judas and the Black Messiah. It's the new uh, film directed by Shaka King. It stars Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya, also contributing uh, Jesse Plemons and Martin Sheen. So I was really excited to review this movie. I know it's gotten a lot of acclaim, and uh, rightfully so as I get into the review. Uh, it, it deals with the Black Panther Party. So the reason I was excited to see this, I, I know the Black Panther Party. I've heard of them. I know what they were about. But I don't know a lot about them. So uh, I've read several things in that turbulent point of history, you know, the, autobiogra the autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, I've seen things on the Vietnam War, the Kennedy assassination. Uh, but I don't really know and have not really done a lot of research on the Black Panther. So I don't know a lot about the, the evolution of that group uh, much at all. So it was, I was very excited to watch this movie. And uh, this was not a disappointment. It was a really good... Um, way into it. So this particular film, Lakeith Stanfield uh, plays uh, William O'Neill. So on the outset of the movie, he is um, stealing cars and in doing so, he's impersonating a federal officer. So he is arrested at the beginning of the film and interrogated by an FBI agent played by Jesse Plemons. If you know him, his name sounds familiar. He was in The Irishman. He was also known uh, for Breaking Bad. Very good actor. Uh, so basically, the FBI makes a deal with uh, Bill O'Neill to uh, keep him from going to jail if he in turn infiltrates the Black Panthers in Illinois. So that's the deal he strikes with the FBI. So 
He is uh, stationed in Chicago where there is an up-and-coming leader in the Black Panthers named Fred Hampton, played by Daniel Kaluuya, who you know from Black Panther, and most famously, he received an Oscar nomination for Get Out. So as the movie progresses, uh, Bill um, quickly rises to a position of trust within the Black Panthers, eventually becoming the head of security and uh, Fred Hampton's driver. Uh, so the other part of the movie, there's kind of two stories going on. So the infiltration by O'Neill in that unit is part of it. And then what I love about this movie is it, it really shows how aggressively the FBI was going after uh, the Black Panther. So J. Edgar Hoover, who in this movie is played under a lot of makeup by Martin Sheen, uh, sees the Black Panthers as a threat uh, to the United States. So obviously J. Edgar Hoover ran the FBI with an iron fist and he basically looked at these, uh, these parties as something basically, and not to say that there's not a racist element to it, but I think what the movie does a really good job in showing is that while the racism angle is definitely present there and there's a reason, it was really almost a part of the, the, the Soviet Red Scare issue too. So remember, in this part of the 60s as well, we're still in the middle of the Cold War, uh, United States and Russia. So a lot of these um, leftist parties, whether it was the Black Panthers or, or any other party that was uh, identified as a leftist party, uh, had communist leanings or sympathies towards communist leaders. So anything that either appeared to be, whether it was real or not, uh, was seen as a, a threat because of communism. And I think that's where a lot of the focus became as well. Uh, I think the fact that this was a black group made it easier for people to be behind infiltrating them or knocking them out or taking them out because obviously, kind of like the protesters of the 60s as well, a lot of the older, more conservative uh, citizens of the United States at that time didn't understand, didn't see uh, these people as anything other than rabble-rousers and, and, and a threat to the United States, which is it's funny how kind of history repeats itself. But uh, the, the movie does a great job of telling that story, also does a great job of telling the story of, of Fred Hampton. So like I said, uh, not to give away too much, but uh, the thing that really impressed me about him as a character and as a person, Fred Hampton, was his age. So at the time he was ascending and at the time he was becoming the leader, uh, became the leader, the party chairman in Chicago, he was 21 years old. So he was he was fighting this fight, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. Uh, so obviously a young man with a lot of passion. So I'll start with Daniel Kaluuya's performance. His performance is fantastic. I think it's no surprise that he's a fantastic actor. Uh, so here uh, is no different. Um, you can He looks physically different. Um, uh, he's, you can see he's put on some weight, so he's uh, the character, and I think the Fred Hampton was a little chubbier, kind of a bigger guy, so I think uh, Daniel Kula plays it that way, and uh, just uh, his his passion for uh, what he believed in, and, and Fred Hampton's uh, really impressive uh, ability was to get factions together, so the movie also shows us as well, as he gets gangs from the Hispanic area, uh, from other areas that are that are disenfranchised and not included in the in the whole to come together and and fight the good fight as far as uh, whether it's you know criminal justice or or feeding kids or, or the things that they were involved in uh, or political uh, maneuvering so I think uh, the movie does a great job of uh, showing that and then obviously 
again, by coalescing these forces, the officials in both Chicago and the national officials with the FBI see this as a gigantic threat. So the movie kind of builds to that, um, to the climax of what happens there as a result of his activism. Now, the other performance, which is really the, I think the most impressive performance, which is I think is the lead performance, as I stated a little earlier, is Lakeith Stanfield. Now, uh, I know him from Get Out, which he was very good in, um, and the TV show Atlanta, the Donald Glover FX television program. Uh, he's in this, he in this movie is, is phenomenal. The performance of Lakeith Stanfield is, is unbelievable. Uh, and if, if he would win the Academy Award here, I'd be completely happy. That would make up for my upset about Delroy Lindo. His performance is certainly worthy of a nomination and certainly worthy of a win. He conveys the mixed emotions of the character and his conflicted emotions about what he's doing. Uh, he comes to, I think, respect what Fred Hampton is doing. You know, obviously he started to do this for self-serving means, but you could just see, and it's a very non-verbal performance. Some of the best moments he has in the film is when the camera holds on him, when he knows he's doing something questionable or something that he's conflicted about. Um, Stanfield, in his face, you can see the the anguish that he comes to um, understand and the, conflict, and the conflicted nature about what he's doing. It's kind of something like Serpico or... Donnie Brasco, any one of those films where you have a character that's uh, deep undercover in some kind of criminal a criminal organization, or in this case, Black Panther's not a criminal organization, but doing undercover work and realizing uh, what they're doing uh, and their conflicted feelings about it. This performance is phenomenal, uh, and it's worth it just to watch him do his work in this movie. Uh, so the film is directed by uh, Shaka King. It's produced by Ryan Coogler, uh, who directed Black Panther, uh, Fruitvale Station, um, and uh, Creed. So uh, very good pedigree. I'm not familiar with Shaka King's work, but I know he's one of the co-writers of this film as well. Uh, the script is great. The direction is good. It's got a, it, it, The pace is really, really good of the film. And like I said, for me, who doesn't know a lot about the Black Panthers, it was a good opening way to see what they were doing kind of at the grassroots level I think when you hear about the the Black Panthers it's always on a national stage so uh, like kind of the best movies about big subjects it's kind of great when they focus on something small in the sense of focusing on Chicago focusing on what they were doing there uh, so again I enjoyed that part of it um, again performances are good all the way around Jesse Plemons is, is great he's he's really good uh, at conveying um, that kind of all shucks nice guy facade with an undercurrent of menace uh, so as the movie progresses you you get to see that basically he wants uh to stop fred hampton at all cost and doesn't really want to hear any issues that bill o'neill may have with what he's doing uh or or the fact that in doing what he's doing he's putting bill o'neill in danger he frankly couldn't care that's not the point the point is to get the job done uh, so Plemons does a great job there. Uh, so again, this is a wonderful, wonderful movie. I highly recommend it. Uh, again, you can see it. It's in theaters now if you were able to go see it. And it's playing now on HBO Max. I don't know how much longer it's there. Uh, I know they do 30 days. So it's been a couple of weeks since it's been released. So it may be close to the end. So if you have HBO Max, uh, definitely check it out before it goes away. Uh, but again, I highly recommend uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. 
Uh, again, the main reason I recommend it is, uh, well, three reasons, or two reasons. One, uh, gets a good insight into what the Black Panthers were doing, if it's something you didn't know much about, and I did not, so it was a good uh, education kind of from what they were doing. And secondly, for the two co-lead, two lead performances, Daniel Kaluuya and especially Lakeith Stanfield, it's it's worth it just to watch his performance alone. Um, the, the climax of the movie, I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end, uh, but I will say this, uh, after the end of the film, uh, you get uh, some narration, not narration, you get, uh, at the end of the movie, you get some uh, addition to the story of what happened after the events of the movie, and uh, it was uh, it was kind of surprising to see that, so there's a, a little uh, thing at the end, after the end, so check that, well, you'll see it at the, when you watch the movie, but again, it, definitely educational, definitely uh, entertaining, uh, there was funny moments in it. it. It was a good balance of everything it needed to be. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it is one of the best movies of the year. It's been a strong year uh, for uh, movies that tell African-American stories, uh, I have to say. I don't know. It's a coincidence, the pandemic. I don't know. But with, uh, with the Five Blood Spike Lee movie, One Night in Miami, directed by Regina King, and now this film, Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, it's really been a strong year for uh, the telling of African-American stories and, and three excellent films, so I highly recommend them. But I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Judas and the Black Messiah four bangos out of five. And again, if you want to check out the podcast, uh, available on all podcasting apps, uh, you can email the show at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. And again, you know, share the show if you like it, share the post. Um, and uh, that's a big help to this show. And again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll be uh, reviewing, I think I'm going to review Tom and Jerry next. I'm not positive yet. I'm watching it now. Uh, it's on HBO Max as well. And uh, I'm definitely going to be reviewing the, uh, the four-hour Snyder Cut of Justice League. I know it's released this weekend. I don't know if I'm going to get to it this weekend because I'm away from home. Uh, and that's a lot to watch. So I'm definitely going to review that film. I may have a guest come on to review it with me or to talk about it. Uh, but I'm definitely going to do that. But again, I'm giving Judas and the Black Messiah four Van Goghs out of five. So I hope everybody's having a good week, and I will definitely be talking to you soon. Check out the show on the audio podcast feed or, like I said, on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, I'll be doing Instagram Lives as well, short videos uh, on topics of the day, uh, as well as on Facebook and Twitter. Everybody take care and have a wonderful day.